been doing is recording every other week lately, but I have reasons and I will tell you them. This is the sixth episode of Grunge Granny and it's time to update you on my goals to grow into and the ways that I'm trying to accomplish them. So if you remember last time, I believe that I had said that one of my obstacles or challenges was saying no because I had overloaded too much and it was to the point of kind of being self-harm. And that I had decided to tackle it or pretend it was going to be my mundane everyday walkabout. That waking up and doing the day job and then working doubles and not really having a life outside of work would just be my walkabout because that would be one of the hardest challenges to overcome is doing that for weeks at a time without much rest, sleep, or socialization that's done with friends and seeing how that goes. But I had also said that I was doing better because I was interacting with other people socially. I was making more of an effort. I made a friend and I had a coffee date planned. So follow up on that, I haven't been able to hang out with any friends lately. And it ended up kind of reversing. I did, oh goodness, I did oversleep when I was supposed to have that coffee date and I felt terrible. I felt so bad. I, I mean, there was no excuse other than just being very, very tired something I've been doing these past two weeks is working about two doubles a week, maybe one, but even if it's only one, it it means that there's a 48-hour period where I'm functioning off of very, very little sleep. Um, what it, what the shift ends up being for me is, or what my days end up looking like is, waking up at approximately like 6.15, 6.30, and being out of the house by 6.50 with my daughter, driving to Bryant to get her to her summer program, driving back in time to be at work and to get myself coffee beforehand and a few minutes to get my bearings, and then going to, oh, getting off at two, running back, to Bryant to pick her up and then running back home to have enough time to get ready to go into work. And I'm really thankful because I work for some very understanding people and they've been giving me the opportunity to come in later at approximately five or six so that I don't have to, I guess don't have to run so much also because traffic starts hitting around four and it gets very hard to get lizzie on time anyway and i would just be late regardless but it's been okay so far i've also been able 
to, on some of the shifts, get out earlier, around 11. Um, and that's been very helpful also, just anything that's not until 2 or 3 a.m. But then there have been some days where I don't get out until 2 or 3 a.m. And then have to wake up again at 6, 15, 6, 30. And that's been pretty remarkable. And I say remarkable because I thought surely I would oversleep or that I would screw that up somehow. But I really haven't. I've been getting up and I've been getting Lizzie out. There was one day when I did oversleep. I did not wake up until 7.10 maybe, 7.15. And I had to call in a friend. <laughs> had to uh, call somebody and ask him to take her to her summer program because there was going to be no way for me to get to work on time. So, one way that I did falter is that I missed a coffee date. There was another food hangout friend date that I was supposed to go on that I completely forgot about. And then I also didn't even reschedule that one. I just completely forgot to reschedule it. Oh, goodness. I'm not good at making friends, apparently. Um... It's been a really rough few weeks. I, if we were going to call this a walkabout, it's been very, very hard. I can tell the areas in which I feel isolated. And I can tell also the areas that I do think are my strengths. And this was something that I realized after the first week of this. It's I thought that the whole mundane everyday walkabout would be doing the mundane nonstop for three months and giving myself a three month period of time to, I don't know what I was thinking, I guess wither away because there's no way I could have physically keep, like there was no way to physically keep doing it. But I did a thing, and this is something that's a really big deal, and this is a part of my goals to grow into. So I put in my two-week notice at my day job, and I was very nervous about it. I kept putting it off. I kept saying I was going to do it, and then I kept waiting and waiting and waiting. I waited about two weeks after initially deciding I wanted to do it, I was going to do it in the morning of a certain day, and then I ended up doing it at night through an email. And the reason I did it through an email wasn't because I was avoiding people, but because I wanted there to be a, a time stamp for myself and for anybody that needed to know, like, what day did Ren say that they were not going to be here anymore? Um, well, now they, they have that in an email. So that's why I did that. I wasn't trying to completely just run away from everybody. But that, I think, was one of the biggest challenges. I think that if there was going to be something that was my, like, lion watching me in the woods situation, that would probably be it. I didn't think that I was going to do it. I kept chickening out. I kept thinking that it was going to be a terrible decision. And then I had a new epiphany. But the point of the walkabout is to face the fears that I don't often face 
And it's not to force myself into complacency, complacency of situations that I'm in and unhappy with. And I think that that's really important. A friend of mine was in a job that she hated. And I love her so, so much. She is brilliant. She is so talented. She is great with people. And she's she's just an absolutely wonderful person. And she applied for a different job. She got it. She quit the job that she hated. And I was so proud of her. And she told me that when she thought about staying at the job that she hated for a year or two because it would look good on her resume, that I had told her, but what if you died in the next two years? Would you want to die knowing that you lived your life unhappily because of something that would have looked good on your resume? And she said that that motivated her to quit her job and apply, well, to apply for the other job. And if she got it, then was going to quit. And for her, I love her so much that to me, there was no question about it. I had thought, of course, you need to be somewhere better. These people are terrible. You're, you're having to take so many mental health days because they don't care about the situations that they're putting you into. And they're totally exploiting you for your abilities and she is going to be somewhere better now and I'm really happy for her but then for some reason I couldn't do the same for myself and I think it's because anytime I'm unhappy I think that I am being irrational or unfair about a situation I wasn't happy in my day job and honestly it's not the office. It's not the company. I really liked a lot of the people that I worked with. I don't think there was anybody I didn't like. Um, <clears throat> even if, even if there was sometimes where there were people that I, I was offended by, there was always at the same time, like a follow-up in my head that, that would be like, wow, like that person's really bold. That's impressive that they're so bold. I think that that's admirable. And I wouldn't, I just didn't really have that many problems. Um, with anything outside of my day job, except for my day job. And I really wanted to be clear about that. And I hope that they know that because it has nothing to do with them but really just that it was a really, really repetitive office position. And though I know I could do it well, I also realized I was only staying in a position because I could do it well and not because I enjoyed it. And I'm glad that I did it. I'm glad that I put in my two weeks. And having done that, I've, before I did that, what I did is I practiced saying no to other things and I practiced rescheduling or canceling other things because I am such a chicken about letting people down. I never want to let people down. I never want people to be disappointed in me or I don't want people thinking that 
I can't handle my own situations and not and thinking less of me or judging me because of me rescheduling or canceling or something like that. But I made myself purposefully practice doing that so that when I put in my two weeks, that felt like this big monumentous thing. But, but since then, I've been able to think of other things that I've always thought were risky that I've never in the past been brave enough to go ahead and face mostly because of fear of judgment and fear of the lack, lack of control. Um, and I don't know what it was these past two weeks. Maybe I just got really tired and my sleep deprivation and malnourishment, um, maybe it put me into a different mindset, but going through that made me way more apathetic about that. And it's not that I don't care about letting people down. It's that I would never ever willingly try to disappoint someone or let somebody down unless, unless I knew that I could not be my best self in that situation if that makes sense. And what I mean by that is I felt terrible when I forgot about the coffee date. I overslept. I woke up to several messages. I even woke up to messages from the night prior that were sent around 10.30 p.m. that were confirmations about meeting for coffee the following morning, and I had gone to bed at 10 p.m. And I, I was just so tired. The night before, I had... Oh, goodness. I'm sorry for all my yawning. The night before, I had gotten two hours of sleep and then gone to my daughter's Girl Scout camping trip, which was adorable. It was so much fun. I was exhausted. And I was walking around with a kidney stone. And there was a period of time where Lizzie and I got into it real hard because she thought I was trying to leave, leave. And I wasn't trying to leave, leave. I would never do that. I wanted to stay for sure. But I really, really needed to try and have 30 minutes to try and get some ibuprofen kicking in my system. And the whole time she was like having a huge fit because she was convinced that we were going to leave. And I just would not have done that. I wouldn't have done that to her. And she she realized it soon enough that that's not what was happening, but I really needed her to calm down because my kidney was killing me. And then it was fine. I took seven ibuprofen. <laughs> One of her troop leaders took her canoeing so that I could have a little bit of time to rest. I had about an hour. I took a 20-minute nap. By then, the ibuprofen had kicked in. I moved my car closer to the camp so that I wasn't having to walk quite so far. And once my ibuprofen kicked in, I was able to finish out the rest of the three hours and then we had a great day and Lizzie and I came home and we ate and we read some books um I actually fell asleep while we were both reading Dogman together we were doing voices I was doing the voice of the cat and the voice of the chief and she was reading all the other parts and then I fell asleep and it, it was a really nice sweet 
wholesome night, but that's the night I fell asleep at 10 p.m. And so I wake up the next morning and I see all these messages. Are you coming? Um, like, well, I guess we should reschedule. Um, and this person was very understanding. I felt terrible. But also, when I thought about it, and I thought I should have remembered for sure, I should have set multiple alarms, I should have set an alarm for the day prior, which is something I do, I do often do if I remember, um, is set an alarm for the day prior to remind me of social obligations. And I didn't. But ultimately, I have to remind myself too, that had I not gotten that extra bit of sleep that I know I really needed, that I know my body was fiending for, that I can't imagine that I would have been very good company at coffee on Sunday morning. I think I would have tried. I would have felt a bit more anxious because I was tired. I would have had trouble thinking of things to talk about because I was tired. I would have trouble paying attention because I was tired. I just wouldn't have been very good company. And I was really just more grateful for that, more more grateful that, okay, good. Like we, we were going to have our first meetup. We've been Facebook friends, and we were going to meet in person and hang out, talk over coffee. But I think I might have been really cranky, might have been not my best self. And that's not to say that we should always present only our best selves, but when it comes to interacting with other people, I would really do try. Oh. But yeah. So that was another factor that kind of led into my, I'm really proud of myself for saying no and going ahead and quitting the day job because I was able to realize this was affecting my mental health when it came to my lack of sleep and my nutrition. This was the job that I felt less fulfillment doing, even though I knew I do it, did it really well, and I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed the people I was with, and ultimately, I think it's a very simple job, too, which I think is maybe the problem, is that it wasn't enough of a challenge. So I'm glad, and I think this is the first thing that I've ever really done for myself that's kind of risky. It's the first time I've willingly opted out of extra income to give myself more time. And I'm really relieved by that because I am behind on my Patreon. Everyone's been very understanding, but my last day at my day job is July 3rd, and after that I'll have much more time. I'm working on still sending out my April my April packages, which I guess is technically May, because I send the April ones in May, I send the May ones in June, I send the June ones in July, and I'm two months behind. So I need to send out my April packages for the May patrons. And 
now I get to do that. I'm really, really excited about it. And I've been working on this little secret side project, which I haven't had time to follow through on, but that was also really good to give me insight. It was a part of the mundane, everyday walkabout. And as for... There was something else I was going to say. Oh no, hang on. We're going to pause for a second while I think about what it was I was going to say. Aha, I remembered. I mean, I didn't really remember. I made a note for myself and I reminded myself. So what it was that I was going to say is I've been listening to this podcast called Happier. And all through 2018, they kept talking about this list of 18 things to do for 2018 And for 2019, they have a list of 19 things to do for 2019. And what's fun about them is that these are not resolutions. These are not goals. They can be goals. But the idea of it is not for it to be about self-improvement. It's more just to give yourself things to look forward to throughout the year so that you have a sense of purpose. And they can be um, like, I'm going to go see this movie that comes out in August. I am going to make sure I read one book a month, which well, that's kind of a goal. Or, oh, I could, it could be more that I'm going to actually finish writing that children's book. And I guess that's still more of a goal. I'm just saying they can be anything. Maybe I default to goals. Some of mine are not. Oh, but some of mine are, are more trite because I made a point to do that. And one of them is to try out any of the local coffee places in town that I have not tried yet because I want to know who makes the best coffee at the most decent price. And another one of mine is to go to this place that's in town called Loblolly. And I know they're supposed to have the absolute best ice cream ever, or so I hear. And I haven't tried it yet. I really want to try it. So that one's on my list. Since I didn't listen to Happier... Well, I hadn't gotten to that part of it when I was first listening to it, where it's only been, I only learned about the 20 or the 18 for 2018 or the 19 for 2019 thing around a few weeks ago. So I decided that I'm making a list of 10 things just for the next six months, just to give myself little exciting things to be looking forward to do, looking forward to, (laughs) looking forward too. Yes. Sorry about that. (laughs) Uh, But I thought that was much better. And I like it because there are always those moments where I am actually off. I may not have my child. I might have, I don't know, five or $10. And I'm just thinking, well, I don't want to sit at home, but what do I do? Is there any place I want to check out? And every single time I do that, I completely blank. I can't remember where I want to check out or what I haven't tried yet or what's something that I would be genuinely interested in until the entire day passes and there we go. Another day's gone and I've not done it yet. So for next time, I'm going to try... Oh no, I won't be able to record another one this coming weekend. This is going to be another... We wait two weeks and I'll come back in two weeks. 
I'm going to go ahead and also post the voice link on here because I want to know what other people would do, especially locally. Um, I'm going to also post this up on grungegranny.com and with my list. And I'll talk about it more in two weeks. I'll see also if I'm going to alter it or not. But I'd really like for people to either email in or comment on the Facebook post or the Instagram post that I'm going to make when I put this up. The email address is grungegrannycreates at gmail.com and I'll put that into the description along with the link for the voice messages if somebody wants to click that and just send in a voice message. But what, we're in Arkansas, so what in Arkansas do you think would be a good, good thing to put on your, I suppose, 10 for the rest of 2019? Oh, I think one should be going camping, because every summer I always say I'm going to go camping, and then I either wait too long, and it's too hot, and the water's too low, or by the time I do go, it's gotten too cold and the water's too high. <laughs> so I need to make make a plan to go camping. I'd like to go floating this year. I need to do that too. I'm going to have to go amend my list. Maybe I'll add more. I don't know. But I'll go ahead and put everything in the description. Thank you for listening. If you are, I'm making a point to keep these about 25 minutes. So I'm going to head on out. Tomorrow, Lizzie and I are recording the next episode of Egg Pea. I gotta work on getting some more structure with that because she is just wanting to play on all the podcast buttons and just put songs on them all, which is fine. But I really want to have a really good record of conversations that we have. So I'm probably going to figure out some questions I can ask her and do some little assignments for that. So if you want to hear that one, that one should be up tomorrow. Oh, well, I guess that's it. Look look for uh, the blog post on grungegranny.com. If you are one of the Patreon patrons, um, then you heard what happened and my plan. I am still going to try my best to at least package everything tomorrow. And if I have to have somebody else send it out for me, or if I have to send it out at my workplace, I will do that instead but I'm trying very hard to have those sent out this week. And I guess that is it. Yeah. I'll talk to you in two weeks. I'm really proud of myself. I feel like I've done, I feel, I feel like I'm making progress and I'm sure you are too. So I hope everybody's having a good summer. Talk to you in two weeks. Bye.